Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Bake slash streaming service in chill. And today, Siri and I are joined by Connor Flynn. If you are not familiar with Connor, that's okay. You will get yourself familiar. Connor is the host of Bigfoot Anonymous. He and I have been on the Chokes and Tokes podcast previously where we discussed mostly fight predictions, but on this one, this particular sit-down, Connor and I joined us for what we thought was going to be a simple discussion of Austin Powers and Goldmember. It quickly took us into predictive programming, the Nephilim, lizard people, and all sorts of stuff. Now, from Wikipedia, Austin Powers in Goldmember is a 2002 American spy comedy directed by Jay Roach. It is the third in the Austin Powers film series and stars Mike Myers in multiple roles, including Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, Goldmember, and Fat Bastard. Both Myers and Michael McCullers co-wrote the screenpa- uh, screenplay, which also features co-star Beyonce Knowles in her theatrical film debut, as well as Robert Wagner, Seth Green, Michael York, Vern Troyer, Michael Caine, Mindy Sterling, and Fred Savage. All right, folks, like I said, we touch on a lot, a lot of different things on this particular episode of the podcast. I think Goldmember might be the last thing that we got to, but we if you've got a guy whose job it is to discuss Bigfoot, you don't not discuss Bigfoot. And so we discuss Bigfoot. We discuss a lot of things. Like I said, the Nephilim, Lizard People, Goldmember, Pepsi, predictive programming, all of that good stuff that you have come to appreciate from Woke and Bake. However, also tied in with streaming service and chill. We are going to have Connor on at a later date to talk about more stuff. We go down some rabbit holes, but we don't get to go down there the whole way. You will find out more about him and more about what he's about in the very, very near future. He's coming back on. There's no way about it, especially as we get closer to the Port Chatham Harry Man excursion. All right. So before uh, before we get into the podcast, I got to give a quick solid shout out to our sponsors and you'll hear more about the sponsors. Not sponsors. Sponsors is a bad word. I don't like the word sponsors. Supporters. Slowing it down. Supporters. Folks like Red Run Cannabis Company. Folks like Iron Asylum. Folks like Tenth Planet Soldatna. You will learn all about those fine businesses at the very end of this podcast. When all of this is done, you will hear all about them. But I got to give a quick solid shout out to the Walden Brothers. If you are interested in getting your hands on some of that super duper sweet ass Woken Bake merchandise, including, uh, including the coffee mug that you may or may not have seen on my Instagram, go to go to the Instagram page. Do yourself a favor. Go to the Instagram page. Check out some of the merchandise. We've got t-shirts. Uh, we've got coffee cups. We've got all kinds of stuff. And we're going to have uh, more. We're going to have more. More coming. Um, and in fact, if you're looking for more, like you're like, how do I get my hands on some of the that, that, that sweet merchandise? Well, easy way to do that. Uh, Walden Brothers Bros. Uh, dot store Walden Bros dot store and they will they'll hook you up they will get you with some of that super duper sweet ass woken baked merchandise all right so without any further ado ladies gents and others it is Siri and I with Connor Flynn talking about the good stuff all right folks thanks for tuning in thanks Red Run thanks Iron Asylum thanks 10th Planet Soldatna and coming up very soon more with a uh, previous guest, Curtis Hemroff. But that's coming up very, very soon. All right, folks, thanks for checking out the podcast. Have a great day. Have a great afternoon. Have a great whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. So I'm waiting for uh, for one of the buddies to hop in. So do me a solid for, for folks that don't know you or don't know your podcast or what you do. Please, Connor, introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Connor Flynn. I'm originally from Ohio, now I live in Florida. I'm an explorer, an author, a musician. Just, I'm out there, man. I'm living it to the fullest. I lived out in my car for a while uh, across America and couch surfed and met many great people. 
and I wrote three books, Eerie Swamps, Road Trip to Eden, Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner, and Big Brother, Big Foot. And I'm working on three more right now, and I've been uh, active in the field investigating. I just got back from Coheely Creek, uh, Covered Bridge, up in Georgia a couple days ago, um, investigating the, the Goat Man. I was at Falling Waters State Park, home of a bunch of sinkholes and rake-like creatures, like from the descent. But there was another uh, type of creature with a collared hood, kind of like the Flatwoods monster, a type of alien Bigfoot that this woman spotted with her dog. So. I had to check it out. I made a video about it. I met this family that's been road tripping across America in their van and their uh, their tag is our van quest and chopped it up with them. And just everything has been aligning perfectly, man. And I'm really, I'm really persevering and pushing forward, but it's like climbing through a jungle because, you know, 2020 and 2021 have been very challenging. And I was uh, turning 27 last year and I felt like the 27 club and I, I got laughed at last night when I said that. They're like, Connor, you're not famous. I'm like, I'm not even saying I'm famous. I'm saying, you know, 27 Club is everybody. We got to get past 27. And, and it's just so funny that they even thought I, like, I'm not Kurt Cobain. No one is, you know. But look at the numbers worldwide. The numbers, you, you have a chance to, to croak at 27 compared to every other number in your 20s and 30s. It's wild. So I want I have something I want to share with you. All right, and this is the new this is the new design for the shirts, for the stickers. Dude, I, I love it. I remember seeing that that Yeti uh, Sasquatch type logo before, and I, like, and you know, it was a little bit different, but it was that that type, and that that's impressive, man. I want a shirt as soon as I can. All right, so, so that, sir, is the Port Chatham, uh, Port Chatham Hairy Man. We've kind of spoken a little bit about him before. Uh, and he is, he's one of our representatives for, I don't want to call it the Bigfoot mythology, but it, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Yo, yo, I'm back again. We got to do it. We made it connect. It took some work. Ladies, gents, others at home, I got that just making this connection, getting three cameras set up was a great big pain in the ass. And we unfortunately hung up on Good Connor halfway through, not even halfway through, we didn't even get to get to talking about the poor Chatham Harry man. But yeah, he is he's our guy, but he's not our only one. Alaska has multiple sort of Bigfoot type creatures. One is like a I, I want to say like a man bear pig. But he's like a like a man bear otter thing, and so I'll have more information on that guy uh, soon enough. Uh, one of uh, one of our native homies is gonna come on and, and tell us all about uh, that particular uh, guy. I believe um, Kushtaka is it Kushtaka? It, I'm not gonna butcher it, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> part man, part otter, part man bear pig. Like I'm excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, it reminds me of the bunny from uh, Australia. It's like a man seal. Not to be confused with Heidi Klum's ex-husband, also a man seal. Man seal. <laughs> How did he Dude, get I his... love the Predator poster. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, I've been told a couple of different things, and this is kind of why we have Siri here, because his one of the jobs that he has is to fact check whatever BS we throw out uh, and then throw it in the chat column. So I'm not 100% sure how Seal got his scars. I've heard, it, I've heard everything from acid attacks to lupus, but I didn't know that lupus did that sort of thing. Um, but how crazy lupus. would it be if Seal the singer did, uh, did double duty as like a land monster in Australia? Like, like when he's not, when he's not singing "Kiss from a Rose," he's out terrorizing people, and it's the only thing that makes him happy. We wouldn't be able to talk about it on Facebook, you know, because there's a ban on Australian news on the Facebook. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's um, yeah. it's a really weird time to live because we we know that this this you know big bureaucracy that doubles as a social media network 
has real influence on the news. It has real influence on elections. And you have guys like Jack Dorsey of Twitter saying that he believes that uh, Twitter doesn't have an impact on elections. So when you have when you have social media that very clearly does have an input uh, an impact on elections, but what you're doing with that is trying to to ban the free exchange of ideas for an entire country, you should be fucking gone, sir. Like you, someone else should be doing whatever it is that you are doing. That's why as, as much as you edit, that's why the, you know, like other countries, they have their own version of Facebook, of Instagram, of, of this or that, because they don't want to deal with the bullshit. The, and, and what happens is whenever these other social media platforms begin to, to become acknowledged, they uh, they end up getting taken over by by a fringe, right? Either it's the far right taking over Parler or the far left taking over uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, and so you end up with this the opposite of a free exchange of ideas. You and I, Connor, met because of a Facebook product in Instagram. So like, I don't want to shit on everything it does, uh, it, but when you have corporations becoming or obviously um, government tools, then we need to start questioning what we're using them for and why they exist in the first place. Definitely, definitely. Because, yeah, they are tools and it's how we use them. But if they are manipulating how we use them, exactly. We need to step out as soon as possible. I uh, tried hashtagging vaccine recently and it kept kicking me off the app and I uh, screen recorded it. And honestly, I'm scared to post it on Facebook because it's nothing but problems. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to raise those flags. Everybody should already be seeing all the stuff that's going, e even if, you know, people are taking the vaccine, it's messed up that they're lying about numbers. I saw some reports saying a hundred percent like effectiveness, like nothing's a hundred percent effectiveness. Like, that, that's crazy. They're just throwing out numbers now and tell, telling us new policies. It's ripping America right from our feet. I feel like I live in Germany and, you know, it's time traveling. I saw, I saw a life flash before my eyes last night. It just showed us we need to slow down a little bit, man. It's, it's, we're, we're riding down a cart and gaining speed and we're heading towards a brick wall. And it's, it's very scary. And, and the division is just, you know, you don't even, you can't even speak your mind to family members anymore and can't even show your face to neighbors. It's, we're in a tough time, the trials and tribulations. And I think we're going to have like a false rescue here soon. And then, then comes the real action. So I, I'm just keeping my eyes woke through all of this and trying to stay, trying to stay clear of all the distractions. I don't, I don't watch the news and I'm trying, you know, I'm just hiking biking, eating right, you know, which is, which is very hard to do. I, I eat a lot of uh, pecans and peanuts, what grow in my mom's farm, you know, and I know that's never enough, but I, I, I can't eat microwave food anymore. I feel it zapping me inside and out. It's, it's really tough. I started fasting uh, recently and, and making it a, a part of my, my lifestyle. It's one of those things that I think has helped me uh, quite a bit with clarity because you start looking at like the, the foods that you're eating as, as a potential energy, not just something that tastes good, but why does it taste good? Uh, is it, you know, uh, what, what chemical reaction is, is this artificial sugar uh, doing uh, to, to my body that um, my body would normally, like my body would normally reserve this particular thing for fighting whatever the sugar is doing to me. But this artificial uh, sweetener triggers the exact same response um, in my body. So like my body's attacking itself when it doesn't need to because I'm using an artificial sweetener. Why not just not fuck with the, the sweetener and just take it as it's supposed to be taken? Where are you from? Are you from Alaska as well? Yeah, Kenai. Oh, very cool. Have you? Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the farthest from Alaska you've ever been? Uh, Italy, I think wow. technically. Um, yeah, I've I've been out a bit. See, uh, last year, me and my brother uh, last year, I think last year, me and my brother went to Scotland. 
uh, for like three weeks, and we hit Ireland too. Um, Very cool. Then before that, I'd been to Italy, and then I've been to Costa Rica, and you know Canada, of course. But I mean, that's not a huge jump. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Eastern Canada, like Ontario? No, I, I need to. Yeah, Niagara Falls is very cool, and then like it's Clear Lake, but there's a million Clear Lakes in Canada, I'm sure. Uh, it's Clear Lake Cottages. I stayed up there for a summer when I was like 11 for a fishing trip, and that that was very cool. Uh, but I've been to, I haven't been overseas to Scotland and to Ireland. I need to, and you know, it's very sad to see the current world right now because I had all these, you know, big hopes and dreams. But hopefully, it will. It will still open up new avenues once things, you know. I I hate to say get back to normal, but regulate and adapt. You know, maybe maybe avenues of flight will open up for cheaper. You know, adaptations will be made. But yeah, I've been all through the Caribbean. You know, a couple cruises and then Canada, uh, Mexico, and then, yeah, I got, and then California. I've never been to. Uh, Never been to Alaska, I would love to. 30 Days of Night is one of my favorite scary movies. And just, I love the outdoors. I love uh, snowmobiling and, you know, uh, skiing, snowboarding, sled riding, of course. Is there, is there, there's, there's ski mountains, of course, in Alaska, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got killer mountains, yeah, for sure. Actually, uh, one of the local schools, uh, they have a really decent, like, little kiddie style uh, hill you can go snowboard, ski down. I mean, it's kind of like the the bunny hill up at our local uh, ski park and stuff. It's a pretty decent that, slope. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Like uh, Brandywine Hills, you know, Ohio doesn't have mountains. Like not at least northern Ohio. It's more like hills. They're nice hills, and you know, you're definitely able to ski. But compared to mountains, yeah, probably probably like mid level at that place is Bunny Hill. Uh, <laughs> at you, you know. So. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So can we kind of talk about the thing that uh, brought us here today? Now we've kind of warmed up and we've introduced each other and we know who we are. Um, so the thing that brought us together, and it's a really interesting uh, thing to, to discuss, or it's not, uh, Austin Powers. Um, and particularly Goldmember. So my, my first, this is the third one. This is the final act in the, uh, in the trilogy, the holy trilogy that is the Austin Powers uh, series. They're still talking about doing a fourth. Um, yeah, I did see it on IMDb. I was just looking it up, and I'm like, they need to make a fourth one. They have so much creativity and freedom in that series, man. Yeah. Well, so think about the series for a, uh, a little bit, and this is just going to be the, uh, the the quick little little um, get to the Wikipedia breakdown of the film. Um, Austin Powers and Goldmember is a 2002 American spy comedy film directed by Jay Roach. It is the third in the Austin Powers film series and stars Mike Myers in multiple roles, including Austin Powers, Doctor Evil, Goldmember, and Fat Bastard. Oh, Took in almost $300 million at the box office. It beat out Rush Hour 2. Huh. Okay. Beyonce was in it too. That, that might have had something to do with it, but imagine if Beyonce was in it now. That would be like the number one movie again. Yeah. Um, I don't... Okay, so let's, let's run it back a little bit because this movie uh, was produced um, by Viacom, all right? by the same people that owned MTV, all right? This film was, was promoted as such. It was, a, it was an hour and 45-minute Pepsi commercial. It was a, a commercial for Paramount and their other franchises, including Mission Impossible. If you look at the people who made cameos in this film, right, just the folks that made cameos, it's um, it's really easy to go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Who in, who made the Doctor Evil cameo? Uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. Who who played Austin? Who played Austin Powers in the Austin Powers in the movie? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, he's a big impersonator. Uh, you also had um. Um, and you can start asking the question, uh, sus 
questionable Oscar winner uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was also in the film. Dixie Normous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you start looking at like who is also, I mean, people who've, who've had their own sort of MK Ultra connections. Britney Spears uh, mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, again, Beyonce Knowles. So much Pepsi. Pepsi who have been involved in the Super Bowl halftime show for so long. They, if you wanted to look at say the two, uh, the 2020 Super Bowl, um, which which gave us the the the, the satanic child trafficking uh, memes galore after um, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira did their uh, Super Bowl shows. Which, by the way. I mean, I'm not a big football fan or like a tailgater, but I, I've never been to a tailgate party where folks were like, crank up that J-Lo, man. Crank up that J-Lo. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> um, yeah, not some shit anyone has ever said at a football game. Um, so, like, who decided that that was going to be the way to go? This Super Bowl was really suspicious, man. With the weekend, he was going through a mirror room and everything was symbolic and there was a bunch of 666 and it said Satan in the back, like stuff's just unnecessary. It's not art, you know, and everybody's like feeling bad for Lady Gaga right now. Well, she was doing human, human trafficking and spirit cooking with Marina Abravatovich, that freaking Swedish witch. Like, you know, this is all mind control. It's MK ultra Seth green. You know, he, I used to love that guy, but then I heard a lot of accusations from him for, you know, Isaac Cappy and a bunch of Kevin Spacey stuff. It's just, it's really scary. It's it's sad that Hollywood has kind of failed us and led us already down a path, you know. We, we've been so inspired by these people for so long, and we're finding out they're frauds. I saw some posts recently that said Will Smith was already executed. Like, what the heck? If so, we live in, in the Matrix, man. It's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. <laughs> and he was almost in the major, speaking of Will Smith. Yes. Uh, he almost played the role of Neo. So so let's rewind it a, a little bit. I haven't heard anything about Will Smith being being executed. Um, I've heard that, like, March 4th is going to come around and we're going to find out Trump was the president the whole time. Uh, I've, I've heard all, all kinds of things. One of the things that we discussed on on a live very recently was the was the Coca Cola diversity training, um, but um, the, the the be less white. But I think that people missed the point in that is and that we shouldn't be fucking with Coca Cola anyway. Yeah. Like Coca Cola has nobody's best, no individual person's best interest in mind. If they did, they wouldn't be making Coca Cola. Um, you know so. We need they to be killed a- more people than the coronavirus in 2020, I bet. Oh, I'm sure. You start looking at, at, at diabetes. You look at, at people with comorbidities that included diabetes. Um, you know, you, you're, it, it played a big role. 100%. So um, this film particularly, like, as much as I remember this film and as much as I remember really liking this film when it came out, um. Like I look back at it now and, and I see it differently because some of the things that have come out about the people that are involved in this, uh, in, in their personal lives. And I know that's not necessarily a reflection of the, the, the work you brought up Lady Gaga and I'm glad you did. She offered a, up a $500,000 reward for her dogs, not for the person that shot her dog Walker. Mm. <laughs> like, like, fuck that, dude. Let me get my Frenchies. <laughs> I think it's all just an inside job just to steal, you know, the, get the attention and something to talk about just because we're going to war right now and people are talking about a little two puppies that we're probably with her the whole time. It's just a big sham, you know, and that lady's behind it. And, you know, I watched that movie with her and Bradley Cooper in it, and it's actually a really good movie. And she won my heart for a little bit. And then I was like, dude, this is all, all freaking smoke show. I'm, I fought through it, and then I saw her spirit cooking, and then one bottle that went missing in California, and then he was taken with a picture naked with them like the day before. No organs. Come on, man. This is dark stuff. They're, 
they're not good people and they're leading the masses and most most people and most people we follow and most people we love love them just because they haven't done the d- deep digging that we have and you know they're told to love them so they do it's it's very scary it makes me feel really bad for all the people that just fall for these fake prophets and so, so do I you know I still watch sports and stuff and I know that goes back to the Coliseum days and showing the gladiator while they're doing the real missions in the back doors but you know you just have to fight through and then walk your path but man these false prophets and nephilim watchers have been dropped to de- deceive us and it's it's really scary just because a lot of my heroes and rock stars and these athletes have strange tattoos and symbology and they meet up a couple times a year to discuss bad things it's bad. It's bad times. What about all the CEOs that went underground and left their companies before this pandemic started? You can, mm-hmm. No one can tell me that this wasn't, you know, known, come in, orchestrated, planned, whatever the words got to be. It's all been, this is event 201. It's been mm-hmm. written in the stars. Connor, can we run it back a, a little bit? to the Nephilim. Can you describe the Nephilim for me? Yes, they are the fallen ones. They are uh, the the angels that turned their back on God, and God sent them away, banished them away, and they followed Lucifer, and they descended down on Mount Hermon, which is a real place on Earth, and the Paramount Pictures logo shows Mount Hermon, and there's 22 stars over it. And those represent the fallen angels, the Nephilim, the watchers, the dark forces that controls the world. I think that's what all these Luciferians have been, you know, worshiping down to. It is some scary stuff. And dipping into the Bigfoot and the Dogman, many people like Scott Carpenter and Steve Isdall have talked about them possibly being Nephilim off-breeds or hybrids or Nephilim themselves. And you look at mud fossils. Giants used to be the size of mountains. There are thousands of continents. This world is so much freaking bigger than they say that, man, they got us lied to. Trees used to go to the clouds. Jack and the Beanstalk. Giants. Wolverine, man. Immortal souls. It's, it's so crazy that so much has been swept under the rug that we're living in a little freaking bubble. And now it's getting even smaller. I just want to break free and climb the freaking beanstalk, just like Jack, bro. And, yeah, the, the watchers throw speed bumps and hills in and everything, man. I got pulled over on the way back from the Goatman investigation, got swarmed by four cops on my own road, like, for taking a left too hard. I didn't break no law. Like, that could have been the end for me. Over what? It's it's all these trials and tribulations. If I looked a little bit different, it could have been the end for me. And I still get profiled because I'm, I look like I'm Jesus Christ. You know, they, they hate what they fear, what they don't know. It's some wild stuff, man. But the Nephilim are the fallen ones that came from above. They are deities, but they are, God sees everything above. And I'm not talking religion. I'm just talking whatever spirituality, the creator had a team that was, you know, a support team, and some turned their back because they didn't agree with how things were going, and they thought they knew better. Just like sometimes we think we know better than fate, and that's everything that's written. But uh, the scary thing is I think the Nephilim walk among us now, and people go to church, and they, you know, censor out what they don't want to read, and they ignore the book of Enoch and the true stories of Genesis. It's so wild, man. People think heaven is a metaphor. It's a physical place. And I'll tell you what, so is hell. And so are the pillars of earth and the caves that go below our feet. And Atlantis is real. The ice wall. Man, where does our spirit go? Through wormholes? No. We go through energy, man. The next chapter. People just need to chill out. Write down their dreams, maybe smoke some DMT, and you'll get some answers. But the Nephilim will try to dig through, and that's where it goes through the artificial sugar. I think that's their their booger sugar, and we're all sipping it up. We're all addicted to everything 
and anything. And huh, we're getting zapped by Wi-Fi, and our frequencies are being just shrunk by the minute. And we have to raise together because connection is the only way to be a multiplier, and they just can't keep up with us when it's teamwork. That's why there's so much division, divide and conquer. That's their only chance because if we're all together, it's like a battery. We will transcend this earth. Disease will be ridden from. You've heard the stories of like golden pyramids, and then the whole region is healthier. If everybody thought better, and was connected, people would live longer. There would be no need for pharmaceuticals. There would be no need for any needs. We would have everything in abundance. And in this current estate, you need supply and demand, and that's sad. And there would be pure chaos, but that's the way we're wired. So some people would argue there has to be a cleanse just to restart at that. And I was getting questioned last night, what would I do if I could fix the earth? that answer i just can fix myself and try to inspire people to fix themselves you know and it's a working process there's never just fix it's just working on yourself consistently and being the best you can be and sharing the information and i don't rely on the news for freaking nothing or some authority figure i re- i i rely on my family and friends and my people that surround me man it's a team of knowledge if, if you surround yourself with the right people all your needs are in abundance. That's, I'm so big on that, man. I'm so, I'm so big on that. And every day I'm in a battle with the Nephilim, my, my inner demons, the system that's holding us all down. And in my current life, I, I got it rough. But I know people got it way rougher. And that, that pushes me to be a better person. Like just Because sometimes I get lazy with everything. And, you know, as being, being lazy as a good person – and sometimes I get those hard realities, like at my comic book store, if I'm short with someone and I realize that they, you know, needed an answer or something, I, I, I feel terrible. And sometimes you can never make that up. So one thing you can never get back is time. You can maybe go back in energy and experience, but, oh, we need to stop wasting the only thing that actually runs out. It's we got to stop worrying about money and everything. Well, all of the resources are in abundance, actually, but they're being regulated into, you know, shrinkage. It's, mm-hmm. it's a messed yeah, up world of, right now. They're kind of being controlled by a small group of people. Like all of these resources, whether it's, uh, whether it's the folks over at Nestle saying that, you know, like water is not, uh, is not a, a, a resource for everybody. It's not a shared resource. It, it can be controlled by a small group of people. And if they have that as their corporate philosophy, right, then, they, then these people clearly have no problem with using um, slave labor in, in Africa mm-hmm. uh, for, for pulling up their, their cocoa plants. Now, one of the things that, that you know, they've known since at least 2001 uh, was that child slave labor was being used uh, for bringing down cocoa plants. And this is something Nestle, Hershey's, and um, uh, Hershey's, Nestle, and there was a there was a third one, uh, and there it's escaping uh, me now. But one of the big chocolatiers, and um, they've known, and they keep pushing back their their day where the the day that they have to regulate it, right? Like in 2020, they wanted to push it back to uh, 2025. They would, you know, you'd be able to see a, a mark reduction in the child slavery portion of their industry. Um, so the, these people who are feeding us, putting, putting sustenance in our body, don't give a shit about us. And, and clearly, this has been a podcast that is all about uh, the third Austin Powers. Uh, <laughs> hey, time travel. We need, to, we need to go to back to 1975 and warn everybody of 2020. That's going to be Austin Powers 4. Maybe Mike Myers will see this movie and incorporate it in. Because not a lot of people are talking about Austin Powers 3 right now. We can be part of the push. We should be the answer. Whatever. Fire, Seth Green, we got to talk to you, man. We got to get some answers, brother. We, we do. And, and one of the things that, like, knowing that this film was released uh, by Paramount, 
and knowing that the, the things that have come out about the people in this film since the film has come out, um, does it change the way that you view the movie? Definitely. Kevin Spacey is uh, a monster, and that's hard to look at. And then, sadly, ever since Isaac Cappy died and named Seth Green, because he was actually good friends with Seth Green, you know, it's uh, pretty scary stuff. So I, I look at every movie differently now, but I still enjoy it for what it is. You know, it's a time travel movie that is funny as heck and surreal, and it's part of a good saga. You know, I can appreciate it, but I am not blind to it. I see... I see everything, man. I see it all. I see it all. Okay. Um, yeah. It's oh, you can't forget Jared, Fat Bastard, and Jared were Jared. homies. Wow. Yeah. You know, like throughout the movie, there are there are all these things, and I great. I get it. it's been like twenty years, so like some shit's gonna age better than others. Like, there was a time where, like, you could talk about Jared and it wasn't such a bad thing. Like, Jared was Jared was everybody's buddy. He wasn't, like, some pedophile pervert. He was everybody's homie. Uh, he was a guy that lost a lot of weight uh, eating sandwiches. Shit, man, South Park had an episode about him. Yep. He wanted to give everyone AIDS. Oh, he wanted see, to give AIDS to the kids. <laughs> they were on to something, man. What, um, was that before or after he was already arrested? That was way before, but let's go back. Wow. Let's, let's talk about Family Guy. Now, Family Guy outing um, uh, um, Kevin Spacey um, mm -hmm. and, and but maintaining a relationship with Seth Green. Right. And, I, and just Seth MacFarlane is suspicious, too, because he was supposed to be on a flight on 9-11, and uh, he was told not to get on the plane. And, you know, that he ended up making Ted, which ended up shaping a culture. You know, I just think everything's been written out uh, kind of perfectly by these dark forces. And that's why we can't sleep on it, man. And, you know, like we were in a deep discussion last night if Kobe Bryant actually died. And one of the girls there was like, that is so offensive. And it's like, yeah, we got to check that. Check all that at the door. We know we know talking about this, we're trying to be respectful, but we're trying to just dig into maybe truth, you know? Did Kobe Bryant go into hiding? But she made a good point. She's like, why would she? Why would him and his daughter leave uh, half the other family behind? But why did he die at the Corona Hotel? Why was there cartoons that predicted Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter crash, you know? It's just like 9-11. It's just like all of this. Like K Caitlyn Jenner was in... Uh, TV shows before that predicted that he was going to be transgender. It's it's so crazy. Like all you have to do is read between the lines and look at cartoons. Johnny Bravo, all of them. They have all predicted things that are going to happen. It's some scary, it's some scary stuff. That's predictive programming, and and that's been used a lot. They use that a lot in advertising. Somebody sent me something recently from the Jeep ad starring Bruce Springsteen that aired during the Super Bowl. Now, if you go through that commercial and you watch it until the very end, the very center of the country is a bright red star. So like, like, a, like a communist star. Mm -hmm. So like that's, that would be an example of predictive programming. If you believe that, that the, um, the left and the Democratic Party are trying to push the United States towards communism, that's what you're going to see because that's what's being left for you to see. If you are concerned that someone like, say, Jennifer Lopez or Shakira or The Weeknd during their Super Bowl performances, who, again, by the way, who the fuck has ever gone to a Super Bowl or, or a professional football game and said, let's hear more J-Lo? That's what the fans want. The fans want Jennifer Lopez. They want, <laughs> they want, they want the, the Raiders and they want Jennifer Lopez. Those are the two things football fans really want. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so that's, but that's what we've got. Um, now, as far as, um, as far as Kobe Bryant faking his death, I, I don't believe it because if you're like, Kobe was like six, nine, if you're six, nine, where the fuck do you hide unless you're around other giants? Um, you know, like I he, think if, if he's still alive, he has his own underground city. 
uh, you know, below our feet. Because there are so much civilizations under our feet. Like, under Denver, there's a whole city. Like, Kobe Bryant, you know, if they – I I think, you know, chances are he passed away. Rest in peace, Kobe, you know. But I, the, if if he if is still alive, then he's down right, right in the same development by Hitler and Abraham Lincoln and hopefully JFK in their own civilizations living with Aquaman, you know. And it sounds crazy, <laughs> but the fountain of youth is – is a real thing. You know, the human brain doesn't have capacity to make something up man. and t- tuck everlasting, and drink it from the right water. You can live forever. And, you know, some of these people made deals that they didn't really think out. I heard a lot of theories about uh, Abraham Lincoln. He didn't even want to be president. So they faked his death and it's all, it's all a wild conspiracy, man. I have uh, been to the Ford's theater and we had encounters like when we were eighth grade, just hearing strange noises on the tours. And it's just so wild looking back at like the ghostly fourth kind has always been with us, you know, and when you're younger, you're even more susceptible to it. I have three minutes left on this. Uh, one, uh, one last thing, and I'm going to include all your, your, your previous stuff at the beginning of the podcast. Um, do you believe in lizard people? And if so, what is your definition? Yes, I do, and there's definitely a reptilian race below our feet, and I don't know if they're the ones that are turning into, you know, these people that we see on TV. I don't know if they're the actors and politicians that we know and love, or they are just an advanced species, just like the uh, petroglyphs and the pyramid carvings have showed us. You know, they are bigger than us. They are stronger than us. They can step in between dimensions, but it might also just be misinterpreted giants or mound builders with strange faces, but dogmen and swamp things and predators, monsters exist. There are elves, there are trolls, the fairies. So yes, there is a reptilian race. The the Loveland Frogman was this reptilian frogman or amphibian frogman that uh, roamed across Ohio and there was tribes and troops of like four of them and they're four feet tall and doctors and sheriffs have seen them. So there there's creatures that are reptilians and then there's masters that are reptilians that live below our feet in civilizations. I think there are nine levels before hell of pillars and there are more of them than there are of us. And it's a wild, wild theory, but you know, they don't even look into the oceans. They're, they don't even look into the castles of the sky. Like I keep saying, Jack and the Beanstalk and all the Studio Ghibli, you know, anime movies, they, they all show truth into the magic around us. And we're mostly particle form, but we can become waveform. You know, protons and electrons have that ability. So solid form, 99.999% of the time. But if we can become ourselves and cleanse our true soul, we can become waveform. So I believe whatever is more more earthly adapted than us can become waveform at any time and maybe telepathy and mind speak and time traveling. And we're all just protons and electrons and vibrations, man. And if you just slow it down to a point, we're all one. And everything that has been put between us is by the Nephilim and the Watchers and the evil ones that are just trying to divide us because we're just trying to be one hive. That's the whole goal, being here. And the more division, the more we step away, the more hate, it's not good, man. It's not good. So we need to come together. Connor, I appreciate your time. This is about to cut off because uh, I've got the poor man's version of Zoom. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, the podcast, the, uh, the the YouTube channel, it's Bigfoot Anonymous. Connor Flynn, thank you so much for your time. Siri, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. Yeah, yeah. We will do this again. We are having so much fun. All right, have a great day. Have a great afternoon. Have- Very solid shout out to Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive behind Save You More. I like to go there with young Hickson strapped to my chest or my back and then work out, lift up weights, 
work on some of the machines, do some kettlebell stuff, get a lot of really good stretching in, and take a long walk to nowhere where I can watch a movie, listen to some music, talk to the baby that's strapped to my back. Whatever it is I want to do when I'm walking to nowhere, I can do that without fear of a bear attack or a moose attack. Uh, like I would be if I were walking in, uh, out, like outside of my house, because I live in Alaska, and uh, and there are moose and there are bear. In fact, there was a moose in my driveway like yesterday, hanging out doing moose stuff. Uh, posted that on my Instagram page uh, at Woken Bake Podcast. You can see the big ass moose uh, next to uh, Young Hickson stroller. You can see, like, really for reference. Also next to my car, how big these things really are. So um, yeah, there you go. Stay safe, especially when you're out there with a moose. But um, you don't have to worry about getting eaten by a moose if you work out inside. And Iron Asylum is a place where you can work out inside. They're open 24 hours a day, so if you're like, I want to take a jog in the middle of the night and uh, in the middle of the night and not get moose uh, moose get mauled by a moose. There you go, Iron Asylum, 907-953-4720. They are located on KB Drive, almost right behind Save You More. Again, that number, 907-953-4720. You can look them up online, you can look them up on Instagram, and you can look them up on Facebook. All right, moving on. Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, like Ethos Cookies, and the brewmeisters of Hashade, Strawberry Hashade, and Blueberry Hashade. They also make canna caps, honey sticks, and peanut butter. So if you're trying to get your hands on one of those magnificent existential milkshakes that includes infused ice cream from Lady Grey, infused milk from the, fo the fine, fine folks over at the Stony Moose, and a little bit of infused peanut butter courtesy of our friends at Red Run Cannabis Company, you can get all of those ingredients at their actual physical location. Now, most of that stuff, uh, including the, the peanut butter, um, the ice cream and uh, and the milk. It's all stuff you can get at the finest dispensaries in Alaska, and that's what you should do. You should ask for all these things by name and tell them that you heard about it on Woken Bake. All right, go to every dispensary in Alaska, demand those three items, and tell them about tell them that you heard about it on the Woken Bake, and that you're never coming back unless they hook you up. In which case. They'll probably just look at you like you're a weirdo and will have no idea what you're talking about, but that's okay. Red Run's products are available throughout the great state of Alaska. Just be sure to tap into your local fine dispensary and tell them what you're looking for and they will hopefully get their hands on it. Otherwise, they're not a fine dispensary. If you are interested in Red Run Cannabis Company, be sure to check out redruncannabiscompany.com as well as Weed Maps for their current menu. I myself am a big fan of walking into the store and asking the bud tender, because the bud tenders know me, what do you have that I would like? And generally speaking, uh, they will get me something that I like. Now, the other thing about Red Run that you gotta remember is they have regular deals uh, every day of the week. Today, Munchy Monday, tomorrow is Turpy Tuesday, Wednesday is, of course, pre-roll Wednesday. Now, Thursday Threads, which is um, one that I, I, you know, I wanted to explain a little bit, is you spend if you spend fifty to hundred dollars, and you get ten to twenty percent off on all Red Run apparel. Wearing Red Run apparel in the store gives you an automatic ten percent off on your purchase. So let me read that again. Spend fifty to hundred dollars and get ten to twenty percent off all Red Run apparel. Wearing Red Run apparel in-store gives you ten percent off your purchase. So if you own a Red Run T-shirt. Thursday would be the day to wear it to the store. Get yourself a super duper sweet ass uh, discount. Hey, get some of their preferred four gram bags and try some of the higher quality selection of flour for a discounted price. This Friday, it'll be Purple Trainwreck, Cotton Candy Kush, the aforementioned Ethos Cookies, and Bruce Banner. So Saturday is Shatterday and all shatters as well as concentrate accessories such as silicone bangers, containers are all 10% off. 10% off on all Terp sauces, 10% off all tools with purchase of any concentrate. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me clarify that. That is 20% off uh, skill tools with the purchase of any concentrate. So if you're looking for something like a, a, a nice, 
little dab scooper. Get it for 20% off on Saturday. There you go. Sample Sunday, highlighting some of their products that deserve a better look at a discounted price. This Sunday will be 20% off all half gram red run cartridges as well as their infused honey and peanut butter. Oh, and CBD Sunday. Get 10% off on all of their CBD products. That is at Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. Last but not least, least. Last but not least, 10th Planet Soul.no, located on the Kenai Spur Highway inside of the All-American Training Center. Classes start at 7 p.m. and are led by 10th Planet Black Belt, Curtis Hembroff. Kids classes run concurrent to the adult classes, so if you want to get your kids into jujitsu, this is a way to do it. This is really the best way to do it. Your kids will be in class while you're in class. They get to learn something, make some new friends. You get to learn something and make some new friends. I have made some of my best friends in life on jujitsu mats. There's really like nothing like knowing that you can kill your friend and not doing it and knowing that your friend, someone you trust, has is, is put themselves in a position where they can kill you and they're not going to do that. All right? It's murder yoga. You want to see each other. You want to see him on Tuesday. He wants to see you on Tuesday or she or other, whatever. Just be happy. I've never met a, a bunch of depressed people on jujitsu matches. All right, that's that's the truth. I've never met anyone who's really, really sad on a jujitsu mat because they have something to get that ugliness, that hurt, that pain uh, out of them. And it's like any other thing where the longer that you stay with it and the better you get, uh, the more you're going to feel like wanting to do it. You're going to feel better about yourself. And the better you, the more effort that you put into getting better at that, the more effort you're going to put into the rest of your life and getting better at that. Because nobody wants to get choked out by their best friend on a regular basis. Eventually, you want to do the choking. And the only way to do the choking is to practice more and more to not get choked. That is my sales pitch for Soldatna's 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. That was my sales pitch for Red Wren Cannabis Company and for Iron Asylum. All right, folks, here's your cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.